Hello and welcome to episode 386 of the Rollo and Slappy Show. Today is December 4th, 2023. I am Rollo McFlugel and with me is Slappy Jones. Show notes page for this episode will be mcflugel.com slash 386. Um, so Slappy, the uh, mm. Eagles decided to do uh, Brock Purdy and the Niners a, a favor yesterday and just kind of let them, let them roll up the score, feel good about themselves. Um, you know, young up and coming team needs a confidence builder over there every, every mm. once in a while. So, you know, the, uh, it's like when you're, it's like when you're playing your, for you playing with your kids or me playing with my nephews and, uh, you know, let them, let them beat you at something. And they think that, wow, look what I just did. And you smile and say, yeah, great job. Great job, fella. Yeah, I mean, does anyone really care about that game? No. I mean, obviously the 49ers did, which is probably why they kind of just, you know, rolled over and let them have it. Right. Um, but it'll ma- well, it matters when it comes to the playoffs. Yes. If the um, Eagles int- win the Super Bowl. Right. Interesting, uh, interesting thing that happened, too. Um Another game, another player on the other team's defense punches someone in the face that's not a player. Yeah. Uh, this one was a little bit less egregious because it, you know, at least the guy he punched was huge. <laughs> well, for those who don't know, there's a little, little roughing um, at the end of a play by the 49ers on an eagle. There's a penalty call on them, and there's a little bit of a uh, rough housing after the play on the Eagles sideline, and they have a uh, this one of their Eagles security guards, or the security guard was there, and you know, like most of the times on the sidelines, people start you know putting their hands out and everything, and they like kind of, I guess, push the guy a little bit in the chest on the 49ers, and the player on the 49ers came back and took a mild swing at his face and connected both guys got tossed and the uh dom the security guard got a uh a nice big standing ovation for it and that's the thing that 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 49ers win came at a huge cost because this uh city of philadelphia just now has another thing that we're just going to be awful about and just worshiping this guy dom and making all these memes about him and making him out to be the greatest human being that exists so you're gonna have to deal with us now uh having a lot of fun with this guy so yes indeed we know how to have fun um Big win for the Flyers this weekend, of course. Beating the Penguins. Beat that, uh, that Midwest. What's that Midwest? The team that's out in the Midwest. What are they called? Uh, that the Flyers just beat. They're playing them right now. Um, the uh, Pigeons? Yeah, just, yeah, I think that's it. They're, that's yeah. it. They like playing that town, I don't know, somewhere out in Ohio. Uh, Dayton, Ohio. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The Dayton, Dayton uh, yeah. Pigeons? Pigeons. 
top flyers still right around that uh second spot in the uh in the metropolitan division uh achieving where i said they would be not maybe where where other people i gotta check the standings i haven't looked at the standings but they they lost to the devils the other day after coming back that was a while. I texted you if you were watching that game. Were you watching? I was that game? not watching that game. I was not home, and I was in the car when you texted me. It was a wild game. Um, not a Minnesota wild game, but it was the, the Flyers. Uh, yeah. And uh, well, it was the um, there's a play where it looked like it was going to be icing on the Flyers, and the linesman just didn't blow the whistle for it. So the or the uh, Devils player, defenseman, uh, Luke Hughes going back, um, he kind of let up, and Garnet Hathaway on the Flyers didn't and drilled him. Mm. And he went down kind of hard, went to the locker room for a while, and uh, the refs gave Hathaway a five-minute major for it and a game misconduct. Um, and when you give someone a major penalty or something like that, you can review it to make sure it should be a major penalty or they could drop it down to a whatever, but they looked at it presumably with audio and the video, because it's very, very obvious that the refs didn't blow the whistle until after the hit happened. Mm -hmm. Um, so like, what are you supposed to do? You're supposed to, I mean, people were, I think, expecting it to be icing, but if you don't call it you just whistled on blow flying right no um so kind of a you know fortunately uh hughes was able to came back in the game later so it wasn't hurt but it was a pretty pretty good hit um legal clean um wasn't like he you know went high and got him in the head or something but just drilled him and uh Devils actually did not score on that five, or did they? I forget. Um, I don't know. I just looked at the box score quickly, but I didn't see any of the game tonight either. Mm-hmm. Um, I just got done work. But I see, see Cindy scored tonight. He did. He did. Yeah. Um, later in the game, so the Flyers, like within the last five minutes of the game, they're down three to one, and they and they tied it, went to overtime, and then and then they lost it. But late in the third period, uh, Travis Konechny was kind of uh, bugging a player on the Devils, and the dude just came back with a vicious two-handed slash, just mm-hmm. right across Konechny, and they gave him a a two-minute <laughs> penalty for that, and. Uh, Ended up get that guy ended up getting suspended for a game or two. Mm. So it's kind of like what like the uh, just bizarre bizarre decisions by the refs um, in that game. With but uh you know Fire still got a point out of it as as was their plan all along. So anyway, um, give people a break from the uh, Philly sports stuff for a little bit because I think we went on a little bit long. <laughs> Last week with it. Yeah. Yeah, we did. You know how we like uh we're a libertarian podcast and then 
just kind of morphed into a Bitcoin podcast. We we might be doing that that metamorphosis again. Um, well, if we do that metamorphosis, I'm going to have to um, pay closer attention to the games when I watch them. Yeah, I mean, you're going to you, you tell Mrs. Jones that like, sorry, honey, this is this, this is, is for my this job. This is work. This is work. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, I don't want to watch it. Yeah, but just, just blame Rollo for it. Um, anyway, uh, we don't normally talk about the price of Bitcoin necessarily, but it went up past $42,000 today. And it's been last month or so been really kind of ramping up a lot. I think it's what doubled over the last year. I would say so. I don't remember what it was a year ago, but I'd. Yeah, wasn't it down to like 16 at some point? I think so. Maybe a year ago, maybe a little more than a year ago. I don't remember when that was. Yeah. So I think it's up close to like 150% actually over the last year. And, um, you know, it's kind of funny. We're talking a little bit about this before the, uh, before we started recording, but, you know, we're kind of like, oh, wow, great. Um, not really getting and all that excited. Great. It is, yeah. We, we we want the the number we want number to go up and everything, and we think it will. So it's kind of doing exactly what we said it would do. Um, there's going to be interest from from governments and large institutions are going to start, you know, looking at it more seriously and how to interact with it and and start to accumulate it. Uh, apparently, right in the beginning of the year. Uh, ETFs are supposed to be start getting approved. Um, so there's this thing where who knows if it's true or not, but Cutter's looking to buy a lot of Bitcoin or something. Um, uh, Elsa, uh, uh, Naib Bukele just put out a tweet talking about how they're holding Bitcoin and, and how they're doing well with it and everything and kind of dunking on people that said they were crazy. So it's we're you know shaping up to be kind of something considerable, perhaps a nice bull run. And um, every once in a while, someone will say like, "Oh, wow, you must be you must be pretty happy with what Bitcoin's doing." Yeah, you know, like like you said, it went it was down to sixteen thousand, it was up in the twenties, and so people were like, "Wow, look at that, that's pretty impressive." And I'm just kind of like, "Yeah, like mm-hmm. this doesn't really mean anything to me yet." My my typical line is is wake me up when when you add another zero yeah. to the price, and people laugh at that, and they I don't know that they think I'm serious, or that or they think I'm just crazy saying that. And um, it's interesting because you know I've, I've had a, a couple people say, oh man, I wish I bought Bitcoin when you said to buy it. Um. And, yeah, uh, I've had people say, "Man, I should, I should, I should have been buying." Yeah, and I'm like, "Well, there's still time. You can still <laughs> like buy." Yeah, it, I remember it, people saying still... that to us when it was like twelve hundred dollars. Right. And they're like, "Wow, you were, I, you were right about that." It's, a, it's nice that people acknowledge that, and then you say, and then you, you tell them, like, "Dude, it's, it's not over yet. You should." <laughs> It's not like you, um, it's not like there's a, 
uh, what's, what am I trying to say? It's not like it's too late. There's, yeah, there's, there's still like this, this is like the point of this is it's it's going to mon- we think it's going to monetize and become global money if that's the case i mean obviously the sky's the limit um and then they just kind of go like huh yeah interesting and just kind of move on with their lives as if and then yeah, like, probably like, like some of these people <clears throat> which of course this would not have happened um but say they like bought a Bitcoin when it was a thousand dollars. Like, do you think they would have been like, "Oh, it's forty-one. I won." And then what? Like, sell it or? That's what I mean. Like, cash out, sell, cash out, as in to uh, convert it back to dollars and just keep it. Like, would like when people are like, "Congratulations, that's awesome. You were right." Like, it's like if they were in your shoes, what do you think they're doing? I mean, they never would have got um, there because they would have sold it. If they bought it at a thousand, they would have sold it at twelve hundred and walked right. away. If that's their well, mentality, yeah, like, because like it's it's you got to get back into this normie mindset and like getting a twenty percent gain on something is pretty fantastic. So mm-hmm. you know you don't expect anything to to go up further than that. Seeing you know what I. Like, I think all do you know, this stuff do you know gets... the point. I'm, do you know what I'm trying to say? Like the people who right. are like, "Oh, I should have listened to you." It's like, why? You wouldn't have. You didn't listen to me, and I explained it pretty clearly. So, well, what? I mean, right. I mean, these are the people that will kind of like look at look at a chart and be like, "Well, I would have bought here and sold here." It's like, yeah, yeah, okay. Yeah, we, we we can all we can all catch that falling knife. We can all do that kind of stuff. I'm sure. Um, yeah, I don't know. I it's it's I think people like do a good job of compartmentalizing these like kind of segments in Bitcoin's life or history of of like keeping I'm trying to explain this the way I want to explain it. Um What am I trying to say? Um, uh, that like these these little like runs of price, the price of Bitcoin going up and it going down. Like if if you said, all right, it's twelve hundred dollars, you should buy Bitcoin. It goes all the way up to you know thirty thousand dollars, and they go, wow, that was great. I should have listened to you, and then it drops down to ten. And they go, oh, oh, bet you're pretty upset about your Bitcoin now. And then it goes up to $40,000 and go, wow, you were right. I, I don't think that they combine all of those things together. I think that each of those events are, are like very discrete kinds yeah. of things that they like you won. You got greedy because you didn't sell. And then it came down and it's haha, you should have sold yesterday. And then it's back up again. And it's just like it started over again. Yeah, I think those are all like discrete, unconnected events in their minds. Yeah. If that makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, because that's what has happened. And people keep some, like, there's people would, I mean, even before I really understood Bitcoin, I mean, really at all, who I would talk to and tell them to buy it. Um, of course, I don't blame you for not listening to me back then. Right. But I was buying it. Um, you know, they did exactly that. Went up to sixty, 
oh, wow, you're a genius. I should have listened. Came back down to 20. Oh, that's that's a shame. Man, you should have sold. Now it's back up again. Same people. Ah, oh, I should have listened. It's funny. Yeah, and, uh, and the thing is, even if they, even if these people did buy, I think it's safe to assume that they really wouldn't have put much effort into learning about it. And so, like you said earlier, I think they just would have dumped it when yeah. it hit some higher price. Yeah. Um. Or at a lower price, you know, you know, their inability to hold hold through a uh, a bear market. Um. Yeah, it's just it's weird. I, I think it's I think it's just really difficult for people to get out of this like the existing mentality of stuff. And even just kind of talking to people, you'll like you'll say that like yeah, inflation's at twenty to thirty percent, and they'll nod along and be like yeah, man, right on. I think I agree. They're they're all the numbers that they have, they're lying. Um, Flyers just beat the Penguins in overtime. And, they beat them. Uh, Nice. Who scored? Couturier. Two on one with uh, Travis Konechny. He's having a good season. Yeah, yeah. So is Tyson Forrester. Had another goal today. Oh, it's nice to beat the, uh, the Pigeons two in a row. Home and home. Yeah. Um, what was I going to say? What was I, what was I just talking about? I had to I had to interrupt it for that important announcement for all the people that uh had are watching along. So Kadekni have two assists today? I don't know if he had an assist on the first goal. Mm. But uh Uh what was I saying? Um It's about Normies. Yeah. Oh, oh, you say that you'll say you'll tell them that inflation's twenty to thirty percent and they'll nod along and say, Yeah, and you say like, Yeah, the government lies about the inflation numbers. Yeah, absolutely they do. And then they in the same breath will talk about how oh I got eight percent in my uh in the S P five hundred. I'm doing really well. And you're like, How do you figure you're doing well? Like, well, I got 8%. And it's like, well, if you're only getting 8% return and your money's losing value at a, like a, at least 20% clip, how are you getting ahead? And I'd be like, well, it's because I got 8%. <laughs> I think people are getting better and starting to figure this out. And, and, and when I say this, I'm not trying to be like too, uh, too critical of them because it is – it's tough to rewire your brain on this kind of stuff. But it is just interesting to see how people kind of react to this stuff. Um, and then, of course, you know, if the price really does shoot up and we hit an all-time high and the price starts going crazy again, that's when all the dumb money is going to start coming in. Um, and they're going to start, you know, you got to have these people that are going to end up buying the top and then, they're not going to be patient and they're just going to, you know, get wiped out when they sell. When the price falls back down and, you know, people are going to have to touch the stove. Remember back, because um, it's tough. 
it, it's just it's it's really really frustrating. That's why like I think it was I was uh, texting Carr the other day. Um, although it's interesting, during the last like couple months, I haven't had that many people like reach out about Bitcoin. Um, ask, oh, how do I buy it? Because if if the price just starts shooting through the roof, and I get random people who know that I'm the Bitcoin guy asking me how to buy it, how do I how do I get into Bitcoin? I think my response is just going to be LOL in the text. It's like not that I don't want to help people, but it's just it's just going to be a, a source of frustration. Mm-hmm. Um, I I really don't bring it up at, like to people anymore. Yeah, I just kind of talk about it as just it's just like it's normal. Like I, I, I yeah, don't try to. That's what I mean. If if the topic comes up, anything. I'll talk. Or it's just like it's it's in reference to it being my money. Or every time I'm paying someone, I uh, hey, can I pay you in Bitcoin instead? And they say no, and that's fine. Um, but I remember during the remember the the whole uh, the short squeeze stuff. Yeah. And the Dogecoin thing. Yep. I had a friend that like could. You know, I would talk to him about Bitcoin every once in a while and just kind of couldn't be bothered with it. And then kind of out of the blue, it's like, yeah, I'm buying. I, I just bought some Dogecoin. I'm like, why? He's like, well, I know it's stupid, but I'm like, you know, it's stupid, but you bought it. Yeah. Yeah, I know it's stupid. Why'd you do it? Well, I think it's going to go up. But you think it's stupid to do it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Sorry, like, sorry, I can't help you. Yeah, uh, it's just, it's it's people just kind of swing around with the, however the tides and the currents take them without you know trying to get any bearings or figure out what's going on. So that's why, you know, when someone's just trying to like panic into buying Bitcoin, I mean they're not. It's this is just people just trying to get rich quick trying to just pluck some cuck bucks while it's easy for them. And, you know, that's, that's just usually the time when every, all the dumb money's coming in and just, uh, it's just going to be a disaster for them because they're not going to be able to sort through stuff. And they're not going to take the effort to like kind of learn and do what's right. So it's going to be interesting, Slappy, and I don't know if you have any thoughts on it because we didn't, I didn't, I didn't prepare you for this question or through this topic. But it seems like every every the uh, bull market, there's like a different kind of like scam going on. Oh, of course. Different ways for people to steal your Bitcoin. There used to be all those. I mean, there was most recently like the DeFi thing and um, is that staking. still going on? Are people still doing that? I have no idea. Or what was um, um the DeFi was all those like food coins, right? Food coins? Yeah, remember like sushi coin and uh, Oh yeah. I yeah. I, I can't remember so. what that one was. That was funny. Yeah. Um Yeah, and then there was the stuff uh I mean back in the day it was all the all coins and everything. Yeah. And uh I remember someone at work said, oh, so-and-so's got this uh, 
got this got this cryptocurrency that's that's it's like a sure thing. It's it's gonna be really good. I'm like, oh, okay. Goes, Do you think as we go on, there'll be fewer of them? I don't know because every time I like happen to stumble upon uh, like coin market cap or something where they show all different altcoins, there's just like stuff I've never heard of before. Hmm. Like I'm gonna go there now, coin market cap, and see what the top ones are. And I guarantee you, there's gonna be stuff that you never heard of. I can I can guarantee you that okay, I don't so, look at any of them. Right. No, but I mean, like, there's certain things that you just hear about. Yeah, like, I remember Bitcoin Cash and Ethereum and, uh, um, I don't know, Doge. <sighs> Browser, okay. Uh, um, let's see. Okay, uh. There's something called browsers being stupid. There's something called ton coin or ton coin. All right. Never heard of that. And I keep laughing. I just saw BSV. So it looks like uh, the BSV guys might be pivoting away. <laughs> pivoting away from bsv yeah there was uh what's that kurt wachter guy or, or whatever oh they going back to bcash no uh they're like going in ordinals oh on bitcoin and kind of like the way i read saw the tweet it was kind of like yeah, well, we milked the BSV people dry, so now it's time to. That's why we're all we learned. We learned, you know, did a lot of learning over there. So now we're now we're into ordinals. Right. So we got uh, ranked number twenty eight on CoinGecko.com is Cosmos Hub. Hmm. We've got Caspa at twenty five, Leo Token at twenty three. It's just the Never near really protocol am. at 31 at 30 is Kronos. Um, Hedera at 34. Aptos at 36. Bittenser. Well, Monero, isn't that the one that's supposed to be great? Yeah, Monero's at 26. Mm. Now, these are all, uh, it, it's fine. These are by the, the, the quote market cap. But it's all kind of nonsense because that's assuming every single, you know, if there's a big sell-off. It's just assuming that there's like any sort of liquidity in these markets and there's and there's yeah, really right. not. I learned that lesson from my Mincoin days way back when. Oh yeah. It's like way back in the day when you can go on those on those like real scammy exchanges where they would, you know, you pay them enough and the well, they still do that, but you pay them enough and they'll list your coin. And uh, yeah, they had these like just things that they were, you know, the the, the daily uh, daily volume was like a hundred bucks. And then you go in and be like, well, let me put twenty five dollars into this thing. And then you just see like the price charts just 
like flipped upside down and everything starts going crazy and then that's that's when you realize (laughs) that's how i learned at least uh what liquidity was (laughs) yep especially because i had i like after i um i don't know i was playing with all those altcoins for a while and i like just kind of forgot about it left it on exchange and came back later like i i don't know how much time passed but a long time passed and and i'm just gonna sell these things and i don't remember the price i wanted to sell it for but i sold it and let's say i had a thousand of whatever coin as soon as it hit that price i probably i sold for you know but i couldn't sell anymore because i was the only order and i filled right. it and you know it just took like six months to sell all the stuff off and i don't even think i probably sold it all yeah you, you're you're just <laughs> your single offer just went through the entire buy order book yep and then some yeah and so that's that's why it's such a joke um but whatever but any but, anyway um uh for a little bit there were the uh um early on it was so websites would be like oh we'll guarantee you like a one percent daily gain if you send us your bitcoin or whatever um and so usually, I mean, all, all of these scams, they kind of op- operate under the same idea is that, like, send us your Bitcoin and you'll get more Bitcoin or more fiat yeah, we'll get, back. We'll give you tractor coin or something. Right. Whether it's, oh, we've got this uh, trading algorithm that's going to return you more money or here's a better coin that's going to get you more money or um, you're just going to get a... Um, like it basically an interest rate on it. it it's all kind of the same. Some thing. other coin that you can sell, or if it's paid out in Bitcoin, um, it's regard regard. There's there's all sorts of things. Um, I don't know what the next thing's going to be. Is but, proof of stake still being talked about all the time? I don't know. I haven't really heard it talked about that much. Yeah, neither have I. Short still, I'm sure it's still out there. Um, so did Ethereum th- ever? Is that still going? Like, I guess it's still. What is it? The internet, the world computer, or something? Yeah. <laughs> you know, it was really like painfully cringeful. Um, I guess it was last week we talked about that. Uh, that 85 Bitcoin transaction yes. or, uh, fee. Yep. And finally, the, the the mining pool that mined that block that got that fee finally like released a statement being like, oh, we're, you know, we, we see that this happened and it looks like it's probably a mistake. And so if you can sign this, uh, if you can sign this transaction or this this public key, with the private key associated with it, that proves that it was your Bitcoin. And so we can send it back to you. We can send it back to you. But they referred to the fees as gas. The mining pool did? Yes. Interesting. And gas is like an Ethereum thing. That's, yeah. that's, 
And that is just so embarrassing. Yeah. That's like extremely shameful that like you're operating a pretty big mining pool in Bitcoin and you can't even get your basic terms right. And you're confusing it between um, Bitcoin and Ethereum. That's like the uh, famed economist uh, um, Milton Keynes. Remember that thing that AOC said? What thing? Remember AOC? She was trying to quote. She was trying to quote uh, an economist, and she combined Milton Friedman and John Maynard Keynes or something. Yes, I do. And it's like that's not a uh, ah man. You didn't know who those people were. Yeah, yeah. That's not. That's not just like ah. You just said the wrong thing. Yeah. Um. That's just a. <laughs> you have no idea what you're talking about. Right. Um. And and that's kind of uh, this has the same feel to it. And it's like, oh man, if you guys can't manage that, then how else are you managing your your thing? But whatever. If they end up doing something really stupid and they and they get eviscerated in the market, then good. <laughs> Like that's that's what the market's there for to to separate the wheat from the chaff. Um, but one thing I want to talk about a little bit. We talked about this in the past. We had an episode about uh, the Fed emits, and we've talked about this concept, uh, you know, pretty regularly. That, like as Bitcoin scales and you get more and more people into it, like just imagine Bitcoin goes up to two hundred fifty thousand dollars. Um, the amount of people that are going to be interested in buying Bitcoin at that point is going to increase drastically. And so there, for people to, you know, operate on chain, it's going to put a lot of stress on the, not stress, but a lot of demand mm-hmm. for block space. And it's going to drive, drive the fees up, obviously. So there's going to be, um, there's going to be a push to use different layers on top of that, like lightning network. And then even maybe some like third layer things like fediments and everything. Um, and I think for, in, in order for things to kind of reasonably function well for people, because, you know, I don't think it's going to be, it's not, it's not, it's not going to kill Bitcoin or anything. Bitcoin's going to, going to go at the speed that Bitcoin's going to go at the speed at for adoption. But, you know, you have a new person try to get on Bitcoin, like, oh, you can, you know, they hear all this stuff about it. And then they go and they try to withdraw it. <laughs> Funny thought, they're actually going to try to withdraw it. And it's like, oh, it costs you $100 to withdraw your money. And they're going to go, well, that stinks. This is stupid. So just for the sake of the... um the customer satisfaction and, you know, uh, you know, just, just the smoothness for that. I think, I think there is going to be a drive to start onboarding people directly to these, to these higher layers of, uh, of the network. Um, so I think there's going to be kind of a, uh, an interesting, 
kind of battle debate in Bitcoin about how this should be handled. Um, I do think that things like Fediments and these these third layer things that the, uh, the the Lightning Network is going to be kind of the settle like the the settlement layer for banks, if you will, for lack of a better term. Mm-hmm. And then most of us are going to be using these um, these notes or money certificates, um, this e-cash, uh, as as a daily means of exchange. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't I don't like obviously we've talked about this a lot. Um, we're not going to be using on-chain Bitcoin for day-to-day stuff. Right. It's going to be for massive, massive players. Um, I'm not even sure that as Bitcoin monetizes that, you know, we're all going to be, it's, it's impractical right now to try to onboard everybody to the Lightning Network. Um, there's some efficiencies to be gained for sure. Um, but like the idea that we're all going to be directly operating on the Lightning Network as as Bitcoin becomes generally adopted as as money is you know, probably not the likely scenario. So you're going to have to have third layers um, that people are going to be using. And and I think there's there's decent ways to do it. And without getting into all the economics and the incentive structures behind these uh, these layers on top of the Lightning Network, because they probably there there will have to be some sort of like digital note. That will be interoperable with everything and but like and then it'd be kind of like between bank because if if i'm using um we'll call them mints because i don't want to call them banks so people don't freak out but if i'm using mint uh a and using mint b um each mint is giving out different notes and so i can't necessarily send my mint a note to you because you have mint b notes and that's what your wallet's accepting now i'm sure there will be like because it's all digital so you can just Some program kind of to do whatever media. yeah yeah so but the more straightforward kind of obvious thing would be like okay so mint a has a lightning channel of mint b and all the mint a people are running so so when i want to send you money it just goes through the lightning channel right that's how that gets settled uh, and I think that that instant basic like settlement between these uh, between these nodes is really what's going to help uh, lessen the likelihood that you're going to have fractional reserve because if someone tries to send money from mint A to mint B and it doesn't go through, now that might not be because there is no money because they had fractional reserve they, they could be full reserve but maybe they have some sort of issue with managing their channels and their lightning network mm-hmm. and a payment and a payment fails i mean that's that's not good for the customer satisfaction for customer service it would be a a, a big black eye if you're trying to send money and you can't get it there um so i think the threat of that happening is going to make that Make these make these players these mints try to manage it this stuff really really kind of carefully this mm-hmm. is as it matures and everything in the long run i kind of go on off in the long roundabout way of getting to the point i'm trying to make um but these things are kind of going to be on the horizon i think this is what we're going to be moving towards unless there's some sort of breakthrough that i'm 
unaware of, but um, I don't think it's a bad thing. I think it's overall going to be good. Um, and there will be like everything else. There's going to be some trade-offs, um, but I think I think it'll be worth it for this. And and there will be decent ways to make sure that things don't get hairy. Um, there's this. Uh, I was listening to the guy Swan, and there was an article he was reading, "Banks Without Bankers" or something, where he kind of goes through. I was kind of half listening to it, but I think this the author. I forget who it is like pretty much like lays out how this is going to work out and and there's already stuff working on it to um I think the cashew protocol is a way that they're trying to be like all right yeah we're going to do this third layer on top of the lightning network but here's this this mechanism that we have that proves that you're not doing fractional reserve as the mint Hmm. So all sorts of interesting stuff already getting built out and and like we're just like scratching the surface of of engineering on this because we don't have that many engineering resources from like institutions working on this mm-hmm. um, because once they get involved, they have a massive incentive to make it work. So they're going to they're going to use engineering resources to contribute to, to all this stuff. Mm-hmm. But in the so. We're going to like that is, I think, where we're headed. Um, and I think. This will probably be the thing that. In this next bull run. And maybe I'm giving everyone too credit, too much credit. This will be like you'll need something like fairly sophisticated. To scam people. They just might create another Bcash or something and say, oh, this is where it's at, and people will pile into that. But um, I feel like that's kind of where this is headed, that there's going to be attempts at adding layers on top of Bitcoin because it's it's going to be, I think, more obvious that we need it. And there will be attempts that are made to do it. And I think you're going to have among Bitcoiners, like among people that are into Bitcoin now, um, I think there's there are people that think that the eCash and the and the Chalmian mints and all that kind of stuff, these third layer things are interesting, cool and good. And I think that they will start throwing money into it because the guys that they see on Twitter and, and in podcasts are talking about it and doing it and creating these things. But Slappy, can you imagine like trying to be one of these mints? Would you want to do it? Would Other I want to do like it a, as as like a hobby thing? Like, hey, because like, uh, I'm I, I'm setting up another node right now, and I want to try to run one of these cashew things, see if I can do it, and, and and see what's going on with it. And I'll like probably invite you and and a couple other people to do it, just kind of like just to play with it. Yeah, see what I I um. Yeah, I think that would be kind of interesting. Yes, but would you want to manage hundreds of thousands or millions of dollars? Do I know? Right. Um, but this is where, like, uh, this is where my criticism a lot of these Bitcoin businesses comes in. Uh, even up to this point, is that? I mean, I. That would be a full-time thing, and there'd be a lot of stress and 
Right. Um, we have all these people coming up with Bitcoin businesses and they're Bitcoiners and maybe they're good guys. Maybe they're trying hard, but they're not good, necessarily good business managers. Like yeah. they're the ones that are going to kind of and go out and do it and see what happens. But it's like the thing, like, I don't care if my, uh, if my plumber is a Bitcoiner, I care if he's a good plumber. So I think there's going to be, and we'll, I'll even give them the benefit of the doubt and say that there are honest efforts to do this kind of stuff. But the market's not going to be, or the technology or the protocol or whatever, that the expertise is not really quite going to be there. And I think you're going to see some turmoil in the Bitcoin space of people that are willing to give their money to these basically experiments or tests and it's not going to turn out well maybe some of them will be okay um and then you're going to have the people that are still think that everyone's going to be operating on chain and are even like kind of against i don't know any any sort of like scaling thing that requires any sort of uh, compromise on anything or not compromise, but like trade off is just a non-starter. And so I think you're going to have a lot of like fighting over that. And then it's going to spill into not just like fighting about the, um, the theory behind it, whether it's okay or not, but people actually engaging in it. And, and, and so I think you're going to have people that are against any sort of like, reasonable scaling that are going to be like running victory laps when some of these um instances instances these these um examples of these attempts at running these mints and stuff blow up i'd never even really tied that down to the scam that like the because it's i don't really necessarily think i mean and and within this there's going to be all sorts of scams on it because mm -hmm. you're going to have like this is this is just like I think this is where the normies are going to get blown apart with the mm -hmm. scam is that you're going to have someone like just kind of take the uh talk about the like take the idea behind it and it's like oh yeah this is going to be this like mint for your bitcoin all this kind of stuff and it's just all going to be smoke and mirrors and not real and they're just going to send them your bitcoin and they're going to send you whatever garbage token that's going to be fractional reserved or you just not even have any reserves and it's not even actually going to work or do anything yeah and they're just going to run away with your bitcoin so that's Probably. where that kind of ties into it um maybe i'm like a cycle ahead or, or maybe this never happens but i don't know slappy what do you think that was kind of nebulous thoughts in my head Sure. Did I, I mean, did I kind of explain know. what I think is? Do you at least understand what I was saying? Uh, I think so. Okay. Um. Yeah, I mean, we know the scam is going to come from somewhere. That's as good a theory as any. Yep. I know that's kind of a cop out answer. I don't know. I I am so. Uh, <clears throat> I. I it's like you said, we need to have better technology. We need to have more people working in it. It has to be easier to use. Someone's got to test these things. 
someone's got to try these things. I'm just so focused on what I'm doing that I'm not even looking. Um, I know that could be to my own detriment. But the other thing is, like you said, even if you're a good Bitcoiner, like even if it was me or, or you know, I don't want to speak for you, but I have a family. I have a job. Let's say I, I created something and it's going well and I'm putting all this time into it and I'm, my work is starting to suffer because I'm pouring everything into this and I need a, I have a family I got to feed. There's temptations to go get some money somehow. Even if you're trying to be honest, trying, you're not like trying to purposely – but you take on more risk. You try different things. You hope to get away with different things and – you know, that happens. I think that's going to happen as we continue. Um, earlier in the episode, I said, do you think there'll be fewer scams? And what I, I guess what I mean by that is probably still, there will always be scams. I mean, they're never going to go away. But um, I guess they'll just get more sophisticated. Yeah. Because I, I think like the people who came along for the ride and those people we were talking about earlier who goes up and down and you know there I, I don't think too many of them are gonna fall for anything. No. I think it'll be more Bitcoiners who fall for them. Yeah. And you know, a lot of you know, a lot of people that are into Bitcoin now and, and, and good Bitcoiners, people that are that are honestly trying and learning about this stuff, I mean this is gonna be their first bull market. We kind of take it yeah. for granted that like, like people who are serious Bitcoiners just got on in the last Year and a half, two years. How, how long has it been? Uh, I don't know. When did it go to 60? Yeah, two years. Uh, yeah. Two years. Just over two years ago. That's when we started on zero. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, you, you have a lot of people that this, this is going to be their first time and it's going to be, you know, they're going to see the price double in a week or something. And it's it's one thing to like like i said before when you're not in bitcoin i think you just kind of like compartmentalize it and it doesn't actually mean anything but when you have skin in the game and stake um that it's gonna you're gonna be watching it and caring about a mm -hmm. lot more and, and paying attention and i think it's gonna be like a wild time for people that are new to this and haven't died enough inside yet to just kind of be like yeah whatever <laughs> yeah. um so like my advice to these people is just like just don't stick to don't, what you know yeah don't do anything different than what you're doing now really yeah um you're doing this because it works keep yeah don't don't fix what's not broken don't try to chase that big thing don't don't think because i got in at you know, these other people got in when it was uh, under a thousand, you know, now this is a chance yeah. to make up for lost time. And I think that the. Um, I think that these these additional layers that are going to be built on Bitcoin. I think the safest places and well, not the, maybe not the safest isn't the right word, but kind of the. The, the best examples of. Of these iterations of, of these attempts to do it are going to come from like established businesses. Mm -hmm. Um, I think the likelihood that like, uh, um, you know, just, a just a regular pleb that happens to have a bunch of Bitcoin that he's going to be able to manage a, 
a Chamian mint. Yeah. The likelihood of that is going to be low. There might it's be not. a bunch of guys that try it, but I don't I don't think you're going to like your your chances of having success there are going to be all that high. I think that like the cash apps of the world. This is an advertisement for I'm not trying to say go, you know, put your money in cash app or or whatever or strike or you know I, I don't know, pick your exchange. But I mean they these these companies that like because cash app strike they're trying to they're not just an exchange not just a place to buy and sell your bitcoin they're also set up to be a way for people to like move money around like they're they're trying to be the paypals they're trying to be venmos Mm -hmm. um but they're going to leverage bitcoin in order to do it because it's, it's just a much better way so I would think that the the best likelihood of having a successful Chalmian Mint is going to be through the likes of Strike, Cash App, um, or or some other like established good exchange. Sure. Because as I mean, it's it's just inevitable if these companies are trying to position themselves in order to you know have a Bitcoin standard and you know, uh, move over to that and away from fiat. I mean, these are just the necessary steps that you're going to have to take. Um, and if they want to be, you know, it's one thing like cash app right now, if you want to send, if we're both on cash app and I want to send you some Bitcoin, and we're sending it through cash app. We're not actually moving Bitcoin. No. All we're doing is just. It's a spreadsheet at cash app. Right. You know, as this infrastructure for Bitcoin gets built out and, you know, people want to be sending Bitcoin around to more and more people, I think that's where you have, I think you have these exchanges, these companies starting to interact um, more directly. Um, so that that's where you have the, and, and they might not even need a mint for that necessarily, maybe, I don't know. Um, although it would be an interesting thing if, if they kind of did, did accomplish just the same thing. Um, although there's, there's for the, on the users and there's some, there's some benefits to having a Chalmian Mint as opposed to a spreadsheet for like privacy and stuff. Mm-hmm. Although they just might be totally KYC'd anyway. So maybe, maybe as I'm talking through this, maybe they won't be the ones that do it. Um, as long as they're regulated so heavily by the state it'd probably be difficult for them to just be like yeah we're making it so our users can just like you know get get these notes for cash from us and we have don't know who they are and necessarily how much other taking and where the money's going so yeah as i as i talk through that maybe yeah maybe, that's not happening yeah so i don't know <laughs> i don't know who's gonna break through with it i think i think that just like I think we have the steps of just kind of Bitcoin eroding the way uh, the power away of the state is going to be a big, big step in this and that they just have to um, acquiesce to Bitcoin and just be like, OK. Yeah, you're that this is just the way it's going. We can't stop it. Um, I have no idea. This is just kind of a uh, slinging ideas 
off the top of my head. Um, I don't know. Yeah. Time will Just throwing stuff out there. Um, I mean, it's, I think it's worth it to at least talk about some of the ideas behind the, uh, these, these third layers. Sure. So, all right, we managed to get about an hour of not having any idea what we were going to talk about. So that's good. And we are who? Who's the guy we're recording with tomorrow? I don't know that we're supposed to say. Oh, okay. Well, that makes that easy. Yeah. Um. So yeah, that's all I got. So, so unless you have anything. No. All right. Well, thanks for listening, and we will catch you next week. Peace.